You're listening to the Mind Manual Podcast, Episode 10, Fear and Avoiding Emotional Pain. Welcome everyone. Today I want to talk about the difference between emotional pain itself and then the fear of experiencing the emotional pain. They are two very different concepts that can produce very different realities. And the thing that appears to determine whether we go on to develop the fear around experiencing emotional pain is how hard we resist and wrestle with it, as opposed to allowing and processing your way through it. We can either meet it with a mindset of resistance and rejection or allowance and acceptance, which is not to say that you condone or enjoy it, but that you just allow it to be present without pushing it away. What you resist persists. So when there isn't that resistance or opposing force, you're then allowing it to pass right through. Emotions are really just a transient energy or sensation that you physically feel in your body. They're generated in the brain in response to stimuli, which is usually going to be our thoughts but it can also be in response to immediate physical danger, such as a near-miss accident or a lion hunting you down. But for the most part, if the real threat of physical harm is not present, it will be the way we are thinking and how committed we are in believing the thoughts that are being offered by our mind. Neuroscientists have estimated that we have anywhere from 12,000 to 60,000 thoughts a day, and approximately 95% of those are going to be repetitive thoughts, of which 80% are negative. So we have a fairly consistent dialogue of habitual negative thoughts, thanks to the memory center of our brain, which is called the hippocampus, that our mind is trying to feed us. And because we're usually not aware enough to consciously make a choice about whether we want to believe every thought we think, we go and blindly believe this incessant chorus of thoughts as facts, as if they're all real, which then triggers the emotional center of the brain called the amygdala. And the whole negative emotional response is put into motion. Then when we engage in all the avoidance activity to prevent ourselves from experiencing this emotional pain, we go and lay a fear on top of it all. And whenever fear is present, the amygdala signals the hypothalamus, which activates the pituitary gland to secrete hormones. And then the nervous system jumps on board to squirt adrenaline along with cortisol and others to create this chain reaction of activity in the body to prepare it to either fight or flee. The types of emotion being expressed will determine which specific mix of hormones and neuropeptides that will be released to affect different systems and therefore our physical state in different ways. So emotions themselves are just a flurry of different biochemical and electrochemical output throughout the body as a result of our thought patterns and instinctual responses. They are harmless in and of themselves. So there's no real big deal 
to them at all. The shame of it is that we go through a lifetime of trying to avoid having to experience negative emotions. And it's this aspect that ends up ruining lives or at the very least, stealing so much of it away. When we look at activities such as over-drinking, overeating, gambling, drug addiction, or any other activity that has a negative back-end consequence to it, or the opportunities and the experiences that we shrink from by playing small and in hiding in the hope that we don't have to feel an emotion that we're trying to avoid, such as rejection, embarrassment, shame, humiliation, deprivation, loneliness, or even boredom, you will come to see that these are all ways we harm ourselves and limit our life because we're afraid of experiencing these emotions. The crazy thing is, is that it's the fear of the emotion and not the emotion itself that is causing all the problems and suffering. The physiology of the emotion itself, as it's felt and described in the body, is not really a big event. It might feel like a tightening in the chest, a fast-beating heart, or butterflies in the stomach, but nothing we can't handle. Where we get caught up is in the mental drama of it all. When we go and assign meaning to the emotion with all the perceptions and judgments we label it with, and these stories that we make up get subconsciously linked with that emotion through association, and they get stored in our memory. This interlinking of the physical state arising from the body's response to our mental reaction in how we interpret a situation is what causes us to get locked into having this painful emotional experience that we create. When we have strong emotion, it releases more neurotransmitters to assist with memory consolidation. So it's not the emotion that's the problem. It's our mental portrayal of what we go and make all that mean that causes us so much distress. We become confused in not being able to separate ourselves from our thoughts. And given our thoughts are mostly negative, judgmental, or on the lookout for the threat in the situation, we'll go and think we're either of no value or that the world is unsafe. The key in not getting swept away with our thoughts and getting locked into this painful thought-feeling experience is in separating yourself from your thoughts by becoming the observer of them. There is another dimension to us that allows us to observe ourselves having thoughts and interacting in the world. When we can disconnect in this way to merely become the watcher, like sitting down to watch a movie, we're able to quiet the mind and just observe it all playing out where you become the person in the audience watching yourself performing on the stage of life. The glorious thing is that after we watch a movie, we don't go and get caught up in the incessant self-talk, in wondering what the other person meant, 
in labelling everything and assigning meaning to every bit of it. We just walk right out of the cinema and pick up where we left off. And it's business as usual. We don't go on and on about it all, which then activates the stored subconscious feelings we've attached to those thoughts, causing us to go and replay it all and around and around it goes in this painful, never-ending cycle, keeping you trapped. When you can separate out the physical sensation of the emotion from the mental stories by quieting the mind and just observing your thoughts as you allow them to pass, they don't end up getting stored away for later recall and activation. This ability to process any emotion and staying present with it long enough for it to pass through without all the drama and torment is the ultimate freedom and it will open your life up in ways that would otherwise have you shutting it all down or shrinking or over-drinking and emotionally eating because you no longer have to seek out doing the thing to take you away from the pain of resisting and compensating for the way that you feel that keeps on persisting because you're resisting. When you're free to experience all the feels and what it's like to be you, uncensored, without the cover-up or distraction, you'll be ready to meet with the truth of your life. And when you can reveal that to yourself, you can claim authority over it. You no longer have to hide or avoid and distract yourself and therefore never show up in a real and authentic way. You can just sit with what is and then decide, what now? What do you choose to do with what's left of your life? If you weren't afraid to experience any emotion, then what goals would you take on? Who would you get in touch with? And what is something you might do that you've never tried before? When we're busy distracting ourselves with activities to help solve for the way we're feeling, we usually stay in our comfort zone and reach for the easy and familiar pleasure hit that we know will help change our state in the moment. But it's only transitory, and so we need to keep coming back for more and more, again and again, and our life goes round and around, stuck in Groundhog Day. We rob ourselves of a life that's enslaved to this addictive cycle when we could otherwise free ourselves to pursue the fullness of life and what we truly desire. But what we usually go and do instead is we'll go and argue in favour of these false pleasures that are only fleeting in the moment that compromise our health and limit our life because if we were to take that away, there wouldn't be much left to enjoy. This is the truth of your life, that we keep masking with the cover-ups. And unless we're willing to peel it back to the cold, hard truth of what it is, we can't address any of it. And therefore, we remain at the effect of our life 
rather than the creator of it. What it's really showing us is how small we've been playing and how we've reduced our experience to life to a routine dependency on the things that keep us hooked into this pattern. When you're willing to open up to all of life, you free yourself from these constraints and release the grip of the fear we have in experiencing emotional pain. When you don't fear it and you're willing to feel it and process any emotion, it will allow you to move more fluidly through life and grow yourself along the way as you dare to dream and take on new and interesting challenges. So if you think you've more than ticked the box on the routine activity you use to buffer yourself from feeling your emotions, we go deeper into this work and around how to manage your emotions and your mind so that you can become master of them in the programs that we offer over at themindmanual.com. So thanks for listening and have a great week.